Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along today where we've been getting into the Word of God and specifically talking about, is Jesus God? Now, if you're a typical Christian, or if you're a Christian and you study the Word of God, you ought to say, well, yeah, obviously. I mean, that's pretty clear in the Bible. And yet, we're responding to a survey that was recently done that found 43% of evangelical Christians would say Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. And I often ask themselves, I often ask myself, if they believe he was a great teacher, why don't they believe what he taught? I mean, was he a great teacher because he had a deep, booming voice? Was he a great teacher because he used hand motions or he was passionate? Or maybe just because he thought he used good parables? What was it that made him such a great teacher? What made him a great teacher is what he taught. He taught truth, and he taught it with authority. And at the heart of what he taught was his identity. Indeed, perhaps more than anything Jesus taught, he taught who was he, his claim to be the Messiah. A couple of days ago as we were talking about this, or was it just yesterday as we were talking about this, we saw that the, the, the prophets who prophesied the coming Messiah, the coming Christ, Messiah and Christ being the same word, just one, the Hebrew from the Hebrew, Messiah, Christ from the Greek, but it means the anointed one, the one who would rule in the kingdom of God, the king in the kingdom of God would be God. We saw this. If you didn't miss that, check out yesterday's video. Go to, just go to my YouTube page there, Tom the Preacher. And check out yesterday's video. But today, we want to see Jesus, this great teacher. What did he teach about himself? Now, there's so many things. Boy, this topic was Jesus God. What did he say? There's so many verses we could talk about. This is the whole theme of the Gospel of John. There are four Gospels. Each one has a different theme of how they present the Messiah. Matthew presents Jesus as the King of the Jews. Mark presents Jesus as the servant of the Lord. Luke presents Jesus as a man, a human being, fully human. John presents Jesus as the divine Son of God, the Son of God and God the Son, fully God. And so there's so many verses on it, particularly in the Gospel of John. We could talk about how, for instance, Jesus said, I and the Father are one, or where Jesus said in John 14, verse 9, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Or how about even the Great Commission introduced in Matthew 28, verse 18, where Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus has all authority in heaven. That's not given to any mere man. That's, that, that authority is reflective of who he is as God. But I'd like to look instead, I'd like to look at a different passage. We, we could talk about so much. I'm going to look at just two things this morning. One is what he said, and one is what he did. Because Jesus did more than say he was God. He also proved he was God. Now, I do a lot of campus evangelism, as you, as you know, and I encounter Muslims quite often, and they have various talking points that they believe can trip up Christians. One of their big talking points is Jesus never said, I am God. Well, that's true. Of course, I usually say to them, Muhammad also never said in the Quran, I am the prophet. They believe he's the prophet. They say, well, it's obvious. Look at all the things he did. 
And I would say likewise in the New Testament. It's obvious Jesus was God in the flesh. Look at all the things he said. Let's just talk about one example here. Did he use the term, I am God? No. But did he teach that he is? Yes. We're going to start in John chapter 8 and verse 56. Here Jesus is talking with the Jews about his identity and and who he is. And remember, in the Gospels, one of the primary things Jesus established was his identity, who he is. Jesus said to the Jews, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you're not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? Now let me tell you for a second, Abraham lived 2,000 years before Jesus. Jesus at the time, he wasn't yet 50, yeah, he's maybe 30 in his 30s. And they said to him, you're not yet 50, and have you seen Abraham? That's a good question. It's a good question. Jesus responds and says this, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. What a statement. Before Abraham was born, I am. Now, not only, now what this is interesting is does this harkens back. First of all, it says, wait a minute, he existed before Abraham? Abraham was 2,000 years earlier. But secondly, it harkens back to Exodus chapter 3, where Moses is being called by God to go and deliver Israel out of Egypt. And he asked him, he said, if the people say to me, who shall I say sent me? Who, what's your name? Who should I say you are? And God's response is, I am that I am. Tell them I am sent you. Now, this phrase is usually, we, we've, I am what I am, we refer to it as Yahweh. In the Old Testament, where God is speaking and refers to himself, at, where it refers to as a translation, Yahweh, this is what it means, I am that I am. This is what it's referring to. And Jesus said, before Abraham was, 2,000 years before right now, before Abraham was, I am. That's a clear reference to his, to his deity. He was referring back to the, saying, claiming for himself the very name of God. And he was claiming to pre-exist, to, 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 to be eternal in essence, to have been before Abraham. And the Jews understood this because in the very next verse, it says they picked up stones to stone him. Why would they stone him? Because they, they were saying, this is blasphemy. How can someone say these things? Well, that leads now to another verse that, that again, Jesus had conflict with the people, the Jews, who were not agreeing with his, his claims to deity. It's found in Mark chapter, in Mark chapter 2. And what has happened here? Jesus is teaching in a home. And there's a lot of people gathered around. And the, there, there is a man brought to Jesus, four friends bring him on a pallet. The man is paralyzed, paralytic. And they want to get to Jesus to have Jesus healed, heal the man. Well, they can't get to him. So they, they figure out a way. They climb up on a roof. They dig a hole in the roof and they let him down through a hole in the roof. By the way, this scene was beautifully portrayed in in uh, uh, the the movie or the the television show The Chosen, which I think is wonderful. I encourage you to watch. But they let him down through a hole in the roof, and it says Jesus, seeing their faith, 
said, my son, your sins are forgiven. Well, this caused a lot of problem. There were scribes there who were listening in and they're saying, wait, wait a minute. Here's what they said. They said, why does this man speak this way? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And Jesus knew what they were saying. He knew what was on their mind. He knew they were questioning his identity. Here again was this paralyzed man, and he says to him, your sins are forgiven. And they said, how can this happen? Who, who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. They were upset by this. Jesus' response, Jesus said, which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, pick up your pallet, and walk, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, and then he tells them, rise, pick up your pallet, and walk, and he did. And the people were amazed, and they glorified God, and they said, who... They're amazed that God had given such power to a man. Well, Jesus knew. He knew that this miracle was a demonstration that he had authority to do what only God can do. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus declared, your sins are forgiven, and he proved he has the power to forgive sins by raising this paralytic so he could walk. You say, well, wait a minute. This just says he's the son of man doesn't say Jesus said the Son of Man, not the Son of God. Understand, this term, the Son of Man, comes from Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, where Daniel has a vision. He says, he came before one, before the Ancient of Days, and one like the Son of Man, whose kingdom has no end, whose rule and dominion over all the nations is an eternal dominion. This is referring to the Messiah. This is referring to one who has dominion over all the nations, who is eternal. My friend, these are descriptions of God. And this is who Jesus was claiming every time he said he is the son of man. He was hearkening back to Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Is Jesus, is Jesus the son of God and God the son? Yes. Is he the Messiah? Yes, the Son of Man, the Ancient of Days, the one who has authority and dominion over all the nations forever and ever. Yes, this is who he is. This is who we worship. This is who you must believe he is. This is a, a, a salvation issue. We're not saved by a mere man. We're saved by the man, the Jesus, the God, God, when God became a man. When God became a man, this is Jesus who then gave his life, died on that cross for our sins. Remember back to that story of the paralytic we just told. If your sins are not yet forgiven, understand something. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Nobody but God, and Jesus proved that he has the authority to forgive sins. If he's not yet forgiven your sins, ask him. Ask him now. Say, Jesus, I need your forgiveness. I need you to forgive me of my sins. He'll do it. Amen? Jesus, we bless you today. We worship you. We, we, we fall before you and give you praise. What an amazing person you are because you are a man, but you're more than a man. You're God in the flesh. You're the Messiah. You are the Son of God, the Son of Man, the one the angels worship, 
the one that we will worship. We think of how it says in Revelation, you're the one who, you have the, you can open the scroll of the book of life. You're the one who lets people into heaven. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. You have authority for, to forgive sins. And those of us who've asked you, you've forgiven us. All of our sins washed away, cleansed, buried in the deepest sea, separated as far as the east is from the west. Thank you for this. Oh, I pray today, Lord, for any who have not yet come to you, that you would help them right now to have faith, right now to say, Jesus, forgive me. Take away my sins. I believe in you. I trust that you are the Messiah, the Savior. I believe you died and rose again from me. I turn from my sins and I come to you in simple faith for your salvation. Oh, we bless you. We love you. We thank you've called us to be your people. What What a high calling we have, Jesus, to be your people, to be your believers, to be your followers. Hallelujah. Thank you. We pray it in your name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, folks, thanks for being with me. Don't you love the Word of God? I sure do. If you've stuck with me this long, I know you have an interest in the Word of God. And that's why I want to invite you. Come here and be with us every single day. There's power in this book. Understanding it changes our life. Letting it get into our soul changes our life. That's why we try and come here every day, about 15 minutes a day, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little little bit more. We come here to get into the Word of God on on YouTube Live here at 8.30 a.m. in the morning, or you can watch later in the day, or you can even just listen to the podcast, search for Tom the Preacher on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. So join us. I want to challenge you. Make a commitment to be here day by day by day for the next several weeks or a month or two. See if it doesn't make a difference. Develop this habit in your life. Make it a habit, not when you just when you feel like it. Make it a commitment and a choice. You'll see your life change because there's power in the Word of God. So if you're here regularly, thanks for joining me. I love you guys. So glad to have you along. Until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord fill you with joy, grace, peace, love, and faith. You got something the world didn't give, so don't let the world take it away. Amen? See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.